Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you very much for joining us for a study of God's prophetic word. The Bible tells us there are events that will unfold just prior to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. One of those things that will happen is the nations that surround the city of Jerusalem. And by the way, Jerusalem is the center of the earth. That's Ezekiel chapter 5 and verse 5. These nations will align themselves in the last days to come against the Jewish state of Israel. Alignment of the Nations, that's the name of a CD that we have available. And you can listen to the introduction to this study of the nations and how they align themselves. What about the nations mentioned in God's Word? Who are they today? Well, that's what we're going to study on Alignment of the Nations. It's a five-hour study, an audio study on CD available to you. May I invite you right now to take a moment and let's begin our study of Alignment of the Nations. Talked about the origin of the nations, how they came into existence. Talked about the organization, how they were then divided and distributed across the world. Let me talk about the oppression by the nations. You've got Genesis, and uh, we could go through some of the wars in there, it won't take time, but in chapter 46 of Genesis, Jacob leaves with 70 of his family. They go into Egypt. They're there for 430 years. And through the book of Exodus, we see how they were oppressed by the Egyptian people. God raises up Moses. He brings them out. The Passover allows them to depart. And they wander for 40 years. Then they come across into Israel. But during that 40 years, you have Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. There they're going to confront the Canaanites when they try to go up the west side of the Dead Sea. They're confronted by the king of Arad, who is a Canaanite. They go back down to Kadesh Bardia. They start up the right side, going on the king's highway between the, the, the Dead Sea and Petra. And on the king's highway, they're confronted by the Edomites, and they're told, you can't come this way. And they have a big battle out there, and they're forced to go down and back and out east and go over towards Saudi Arabia. And as they're coming that way, they confront the Moabites, and they have battles there. They're then confronted by the Ammonites and the Amorites. That's just the history of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They go across at Jericho over into Gilgal. They're just a bit to the southeast of Jericho. Moses sets up the plan, and we're not going to capture this land. They're going to have to fight the Canaanites. They're going to have to fight the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Philistines, who are not Palestinians, by the way. The Philistines are Phoenician. They don't come from, they're not Palestinians, so don't get that mixed up. And uh, they're going to have to battle, and they battle. That's the book of Joshua. Judges, 350 years of Judges and Ruth, and they fight all of those same battles again. And then you come to the book of 1 Samuel, that's the first king. By the way, you remember how the order of the kings is by their syllables. Saul is the first king. And then you have David, two syllables, the second king. Solomon, three syllables, the third king. Anyway, so you've got Saul, the first king, in 1 Samuel. Who does he fight? Man, he fights the Canaanites. He fights the Philistines all the time. Then you have 2 Samuel, which is King David. He fights the Edomites. He sends some troops over to Edom, tries to destroy the Edomites. They're fighting all these battles going on. What is it? I'm telling you, throughout history, we're seeing in the past that nations have been fighting against the Jewish people. You have then 1 Kings, Solomon comes in. The first 11 chapters of 1 Kings is King Solomon, the third king of Israel. 
Chapter 11, they divide into two parts, ten tribes in the north, two in the south. 722, the Assyrians, who, by the way, came from Nimrod. <laughs> Out of the loins of one man came two people who are going to try to destroy the Jews now. The Assyrians, Asher, went to Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria. They come down, try to destroy the ten tribes in the north. 586, the two tribes in the south were attacked by Babylon. And then you, I, uh, that's basically the history, end of 2 Kings, which is the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Oh, you have Ezra and Nehemiah when they come back, and there's some infighting there. But then after Malachi, between Malachi and Matthew, you have 400 silent years. Who do they fight there? The Grecian Empire comes into power. Antiochus Epiphanes, he goes to destroy all the Jews. You have the book of Esther, by the way, I forgot to say, you're trying to destroy all the Jews too. That's under the Persian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire. Then you come down to the day of Christ. From the day of Christ, the Romans try to destroy them. Then they're dispersed to the four corners of the earth in 70 A.D., a fulfillment of Deuteronomy chapter 28 where he said, I'll send you to the four corners of the earth. You'll be a proverb. You'll be fearful among these world, the nations of the world. And the nations try to destroy him. And for now 2,000 years, they're dispersed to the four corners of the earth. Oh, during that period of time, the Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, we're not going to wipe out all the Jews. And then later on, just near the end of that time, before they can come back into the land... God allows a man named Hitler, a demonically empowered individual. And I'll show you in Satan's strategy how that takes place next time we get together. Comes to power. What other reason could a man kill six million people for the only crime that they committed was being a Jew? So the nations of the world try to destroy him. Then he brings, raises up and makes wealthy beyond measure, allowing them to find oil. The Arab world, never had the Arab world been as powerful as they are since they found oil, starting at $2 a barrel, and then it just went off the scale. And the, the nations surrounding this little less than 10% of 1% of the population of the earth 350 million people trying to destroy 5 million people driven by their Islamic faith. And then you go, that's the past and the present, you go to the future. A coalition of nations coming together. Daniel chapter 11, king of the north, Syria, king of the south, Egypt, as I speak, both nations ready to go against Israel. The minister of defense of Egypt said the other day as he stood in the Sinai desert and during a military exercise, we are preparing to go to war with Israel. That's Daniel 11. Ezekiel chapter 38, a coalition of nations led by the king out of the north, which would be Russia, Magog, Gog in the land of Magog. I'll develop this more, so please forgive me for being shallow now, but you've got... Meshach, Tubal, Gomer, Tagarma, that's modern-day Turkey. You've got Cush, that's Sudan, Ethiopia. You've got Put, that's Libya. You've got Persia, that's Iran. Do I have to really elaborate on how they've come together? You go to Jeremiah chapter 15 and 51, that's Iraq coming. 
You go to Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, and following the kings of the east with the Euphrates River drying up so they can come in. We're talking about two billion people who are joining forces with other nations of the world to come against Israel. What I'm saying is the alignment of the nations which were established 4,500 years ago is now in place to make a move against the Jewish people. Less than 10% of 1% of the population of the earth. Never has it been like this in history. But tonight, that stage is set. All of those actors have moved into place. And the curtain is about to go up. But prior to all of it happening, Jesus steps on a little cloud. He shouts. The archangel shouts. The trumpet of God sounds. And we're out of here. Father, thank you for the word. For the privilege of being able to take the word and look at it. And to have practical application from the study of prophecy. Practical application. We've seen the origin of the nations, the organization of the nations, and then the oppression by the nations. All in place for that which God's word tells us will happen at the time of the end. Oh, there's much more to look at as we better get a better handle on why this is all happening, how it all came into existence, who's responsible for it. But allow us as we study your word to better understand why it is like it is today in our world. And with that knowledge, make certain we're prepared for the soon coming of Christ. Tommy led the song a moment ago, He is Coming. Standing before him at last, one day we'll be there. Being prepared, might we then be productive now that we know he is who he said he is because he's doing what he said he would do. Allow us to go forth, to show forth the praises of him, called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, in light of the knowledge we now have. And then allow this to cause us to be pure. If we're prepared, productive, we live pure in anticipation of his soon coming. We thank you for what you're going to do because we've studied your word and we'll continue to look to you for the instruction you give us. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. One of the great indicators that Jesus Christ is about to return to the earth, his second coming, would be the alignment of the nations and how they come into focus as they form coalitions to come against the Jewish state of Israel. You've had opportunity to listen to the introduction to this study of alignment of the nations. By the way, the entire five-hour audio series is available on CD. It's entitled Alignment of the Nations. You can go to our website and order it, www.prophecytoday.com, or you can call our toll-free number. That is 8-PROPHECY-8. It's a toll-free number from across America, 877-674-3298. 
You need to understand how the nations of the world in the end times will align themselves against the Jewish state of Israel. By the way, my friend, that is exactly what is happening right now. Evidence of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And remember, before he steps back on the earth, seven years prior to that, the rapture of the church. And the rapture of the church could actually take place at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...